uh, would the speakers all like to come up to the front? Uh, three speakers. Yeah, just a question, Delta. Uh, that sounds like genius, actually, what you put up there. It's a mind-blowing piece of work. How does it resolve the steady state question? Can you just go into that? Yeah, bit? I'd like to talk about that. Uh, I could be quite controversial in what I'm saying, but um, uh, if you go to the second law of thermodynamics, it doesn't. None of the laws actually uh, qualify that steady state exists. Um, it only exists in, uh, as a mathematical idealization. If you go to nature, uh, nature cannot achieve a pure steady state, and Herman Daly didn't intend a pure steady state. He, he qualifies it with approximately steady state. So I think we all understand that, but. Um, if you go to nature, what is nature doing then? It's not consciously or indirectly or directly trying to achieve material steady state throughputs. What it's doing is uh, governed by the laws of thermodynamics and it's all probabilistic. So uh, complexity emerges as a, a probabilistic effect uh, as a result of energy dissipation. Uh, there, there is theory and publications on this, including how life emerged in the first place un under the second law by, by uh, Dr. England, based in the US. So it's fairly new theory, but uh, the bottom line is this. Um, what this is saying to me is that because the metric is, this, is the risk cost of carbon, it appears that, and it's actually in the paper that's published, the end result over the long term as we go 100 years and if we manage to control climate change, this currency will retain a, 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 a value uh, that will become steady, and that's to finance long-term biosequestration. And so that steady value won't be perfect, it'll just fluctuate, but that's the quasi-steady long-term condition, and that, from a biological interpretation, is homeostasis. What so about to, population growth? How are you incorporating that into your thinking? Right. That's uh, one of just the full spectrum of possibilities. So you can finance anything as long as you can develop a rule. My feeling on that is that uh, we could offer governments uh, a rule and say if you manage your population through education, not by nefarious means, but through uh, educating women and giving them options, um, we can calculate the baseline of your population, let's say it's going to increase by 30 million people in the next 20 years, and if you stay below that, we'll calculate the population reduction and reward you per, based on the saved carbon, the abated carbon. And I think that might work with governments because these people, I think, they, they do value profit. It, it speaks a language they can understand. Other people may have different opinions, but that's the best I can offer. Okay, uh, second question. Um, so how do you, you say air, water and food, how do you, how do you take care of air and water? The clean, clean air, clean water, yes. uh, things that are not generally available in a lot of, of the world to us in Australia for most, despite the fact that I saw a slide earlier that said 100% of Australians have it, there's not 100% of Australians that have clean air and clean water. I'm saying that it is a need and that it is a responsibility of all of our society to ensure that we provide those to all people. So you're only talking about? I would like to see FERC worldwide, mm. everywhere. Um, let's start with Australia. Can I ask you a question? So when uh, you, you use a one cent uh, tax, um, it's just mathematical that it works out in the favour of the poorer class because wealth is so skewed. That's the, the regressive progressive argument um, 
incorrect in, in practice because the wealthier people do a lot more transactions mm. at a much higher level. Mm. They actually um, contribute much more. Mm -hmm. And by having a universal <coughs> basic income, mm. there is no minimum below which people are not able to survive. So the minimum is covered from there. The so you have a minimum uh, income guaranteed by the tax? UBI. Yeah. That, that seems very good. Any other questions? Mm -hmm. I have a question about uh, Ethereum. Is there a means to control the nature of the transactions? Because there was a concern regarding uh, how illegal transactions or unethical transactions happening through Ethereum. So if it's a fully transparent system, those transactions will be recorded. So would government be able to have access to this information to control the nature of the transactions that take place, or who will regulate that? Oh, sorry, I thought you were asking. Are you asking me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, sorry guys. I spoke at the last talk before this about Ethereum, which is blockchain technology. Um, I just want to say, though, that the systems that um, these guys perform, you know, suggesting, like, I'm in total agreement of it, uh, and Ethereum is a, is a blockchain platform where you can code up these systems. So you can, um, you know, I love what you're saying, um, and you can use an authority to to code up these rules, these these norms or these laws or whatever we want to do, or you can uh, use a decentralized piece of database that anybody can go and reference and say, well, this is actually the law that we said. Um, and so yeah, like I, I, I'm, I see how we're going to implement this is we learn JavaScript. Learn Solidity <laughs> and start doing it and embedding it in the websites and e-commerce yeah, and, and, and the one cent tax, you can easily do that with a smart contract. Um, the privacy issue is, um, you know, these databases uh, can be completely transparent um, and new technologies, there's uh, other, other blockchain technology where you can, you're worried about privacy, where you can actually um, uh, be completely anonymous as well. So, but I prefer the, um, the transparency side. So, so, any other questions for the Sorry speakers from this session? How does this infer differ from the Tobin tax, which has been well researched and around for a long time? Why hasn't that worked? There are a few, few differences. The, the biggest difference between standard Tobin tax and this is that Tobin tax is quite limited in its level of coverage. In fact, it started off with the idea that it would only apply to um, share trades in excess of a million dollars. It changed over time, but it's tended to remain in that very rarefied high level financial transactions. So that's one thing is it was never done broadly. Um, a second thing is that it was never, they never looked at the idea of totally automating it. And so those are the two big things. Um, interestingly, one of the, the people who promoted it very early on and who has recently done quite a bit of work on it is Bernie Sanders. He didn't progress in terms of his presidential campaign, but it's interesting to see the work that he's been doing on some of the, the other derivatives from which FERC has arrived. And would FERC dampen down speculative currency trading and other such devices? Yes. Simply because the quantity of and couldn't they couldn't any workarounds found clever ways around bypassing banks where the charges were laid. Yes, and the the question then is, what is the efficiency of banks? If if the banks are efficient enough, that's how we'll trade. 
if they're not efficient enough, that's why we'll use Bitcoin or some other method of barter or whatever. But at the end of it, um, if our society doesn't accept that it should only be a very limited number of people that have all of the wealth, then the systems, be they current financial systems and common law, or be they a Bitcoin rule, will ensure that that transparency and that equality is implemented into the system. So we have our final final question. A similar question. My understanding when the debit tax was going on, it was 0.1 percent of all transactions, and in Australia some years ago, it, was, it would double our tax take. Now I can't see if it's one percent of all transactions, however large, under a certain number. Yeah, one cent standard. That that's going to capture very much income. All I can say to that is, having done the numbers yep. on the data that is available to me, yep. that's correct. What I would love is someone to take on board the challenge of doing the research and do it on any other set of numbers. Because uh -huh. the debit tax has been well thought through, you know, well researched, and as I said, it's per the way of the transaction. There, there is none of the financial institutions in Australia are prepared to give details which would allow that research, either to universities or to me as an individual, which will allow you to really do the research that, that would give a very accurate number. But the numbers, as good as they can be on the 75 spreadsheets done over about two, two and a half years, tell me that those numbers are right.